Like Bob on Facebook at facebook.com slash Live. I've said it so many times, never give a liberal a Bible. Well, (laughs) unless they're willing to sit down and read it and actually believe what it says, but unfortunately, usually when a liberal picks up a Bible, and this is true, folks, usually when a liberal picks up a Bible, it is not to hear from God. They pick up a Bible to use it for their own purposes, to prove their point, to twist it, turn it, pervert it, and uh, interpret it in such a way that it pleases them. You see, the liberal believes that God exists for man. God, God is there just for man's purpose. Whatever we want, we just, you know, yank his chain like a vending machine or put in a quarter of prayer and turn the dial and out comes whatever you want. When the Bible says we are created for God, he created us in his image and he created us for his pleasure. We are his creation. And so we approach the Bible saying, this is what God says, and whatever it says is true, and whatever God tells us to do, we will do, because he's God. But that's not the attitude of the left. It's not the attitude of the liberal. So that's why you hear liberals quoting the Bible for absolutely ridiculous ludicrous things like Governor Newsom of California. Yeah, you probably heard this, but if not, Governor Newsom of California is paying for billboards around America promoting California as a sanctuary, a haven for abortion. He is targeting states that have heartbeat bills, like Texas, uh, the state of Ohio, which, by the way, our heartbeat bill has been put on hold. And the Hamilton County judge just today said, you know, I said two weeks, eh, I think I'll, uh, I think I'll delay it even longer. Yeah. Anyway, Newsom is picking states that are tough on abortion, that are pro-life states. And using taxpayer dollars, he is advertising California as a sanctuary. Uh, Here's a tweet that he sent out, and then I'll get into the billboards here in just a moment. Uh, Governor Newsom tweeted this, to any woman seeking an abortion in these anti-freedom states... California will defend your right to make decisions about your help. Your health, pardon me. Uh, He's targeting Texas, Oklahoma, Mississippi, and four other, quote, anti-freedom states where abortion is either prohibited or significantly restricted. Yeah. Need an abortion? California is ready to help. On the billboard, 
it says, need an abortion? California is ready to help. And then, you ready for this? Mark 12, 31. Yes, Mark, from the Bible. Mark's gospel, Matthew, Mark, yeah. Mark 12, 31. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these. What? Governor Newsom is using Mark 12, 31. Most of you know the context. Hey, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? Love God with all of your heart, and the second is like unto it, love your neighbors yourself, and so on. Governor Newsom is using Mark 12, 31, love your neighbors yourself, as an advertisement to promote what the Bible clearly condemns. Now, because you folks are smarter than the average bear, you know that there are over 80 verses in the Bible. Over 80! Both Old Testament and New Testament, indicating without any doubt whatsoever that life begins at conception. And yet here is Governor Newsom taking the Bible completely, totally out of context to promote, support, embrace, celebrate something that God absolutely condemns. Uh, Billboards are set set to go up in uh, Texas, Indiana, Mississippi, yes, here in Ohio as well, South Carolina, South Dakota, and Oklahoma. And my, my, my honest question is, what business does the governor of California have to do with what we here in Ohio determine about abortion? What business is it of his? Well, I think most of you realize he has an ego the size of Alaska, which is bigger than Texas, and he wants to be president. And he is doing everything he can to lean as far to the left as he can so that when he announces that he is going to be a candidate for president, he will be the pro-abortion candidate. This has nothing to do about women. It has nothing to do about women's health. It has everything to do with Gavin Newsom's unbridled ego. He... Um, You've probably heard he has challenged Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, to a debate. And the first thing I thought when I saw that, he issued this public thing. I want to debate Ron DeSantis. You name the place, you name the time, and we will debate. And why? Why does the governor of California want to debate the governor of Florida. 
the issue of abortion now is completely and totally a state issue. That's what happened when Roe versus Wade was overturned in the Dobbs case. It didn't make abortion illegal. It made it a state issue, which is exactly where it should be. And so California is going in one direction. Florida is going in another direction. Governor Newsom, it is none of your business what they're doing in Florida about abortion or education or their public schools. It's none of your business. Stay out. Keep your nose out of Florida. But again, to stroke his ego, he wants to debate DeSantis. And again, ultimately, why? Well, because many people, myself included, believe that Ron DeSantis will probably run for the Republican nomination for president. And so Newsom wants to get a head start. Everybody knows Joe Biden is not going to run for re-election. Everybody knows that. And for the very first time, up until the 60 Minutes interview over the weekend with Joe Biden, Scott Pauley and Joe Biden, up until then, when Joe Biden was asked, are you going to run again? Of course I am. Of course I am. When Kamala Harris was asked, is uh, the president going to run again? Of course he is, and I'm going to be his vice presidential candidate every time. Of course, of course, of course, of course. This past Sunday, Joe Biden said, well, I don't know. We're, uh, we're thinking about it. We're looking forward. We haven't made decisions. He's not going to run. He is not going to run. There is no doubt about it. And so we've got Gavin Newsom laying the foundation for his presidential campaign by sticking his nose in the affairs of other states. But this is a hallmark of the liberal left. They want as much control over as many people as they possibly can. It's a control thing. When we come back, a very, very troubling poll. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. I read a lot of troubling things today. I mean, you read troubling things in the news every day. Much of it is political. Some of it is weather. This is the most troubling thing I have read today. Without a doubt. You may agree, you may disagree. Here is the headline. Most Americans believe worshiping alone or with just family is a valid replacement for attending church. Brand new study from Lifeway Research in conjunction with Ligonier Fellowship. It's the Biennial State of Theology Study sponsored by Ligonier Ministries. And the percentages of people who believe, I don't need church. I can worship by myself. I don't need to be around other people. I can be in my house. I can watch on TV. 
the percentage of Americans that believe that has increased rapidly since COVID. In March of 2020, at the start of the COVID pandemic, I'm reading, March of 2020, at the start of the COVID pandemic, 58% of Americans said worshiping alone or with one's family was, a quoting, a valid replacement for regularly attending church services, with 26% strongly agreeing. Fast forward to 2022. That is now 66% of Americans saying, I don't need a local church. 66%. I can worship just as well all by myself. And by the way, you can worship by yourself. But the Bible is so incredibly clear, so incredibly clear. You and I need fellowship, accountability of other believers. Quote, the study found that over half of Americans don't believe Christians are obligated to join a local church. 36% contend that every Christian must fulfill this obligation. So you got uh, over half, 56% said, you don't need a church. 36% said, uh, yeah, you do need a church. And then the uh, study, the uh, state of theology actually goes downhill after that. Um, uh, let me get to some of the others. Uh, additionally, 67% believe the worship of all religions— is acceptable to God. That's universalism. Christianity, Judaism, Islam, doesn't make any difference. 67% of Americans believe, it's okay, whatever you believe, you believe. Uh, 55% believe that Jesus is the first and greatest being created by God. So in other words, 55% of Americans deny the biblical doctrine of the Trinity. Now, part of that is because of the rise of Mormonism. Mormonism denies the Trinity. I would imagine many, maybe most of you don't know that. Mormonism does not believe that Jesus is eternal. They believe that he was physically born to one of many gods. Mormons believe there are many gods. We have our god that we call Jehovah, and he had a couple of kids, Jesus and Lucifer. Yeah, they do not believe in the Trinity. Uh, 53% believe he was, quote, just a great teacher— and not God. Uh, 59% do not believe that the Holy Spirit is a personal being, but simply a force. 60% say religious beliefs are subjective rather than objective truth. And it goes on and on and on. This is why I say on this program every single day, What happens in the pew and the pulpit of America's churches is far more important than what happens in the White House or the halls of Congress.
America has lost their theology. Why? Because the church has lost its theology. The liberals a long time ago stopped believing the Bible, denying the truth of Scripture, the inerrancy of Scripture. They did that a long time ago. Today, many evangelicals do not deny the authority of Scripture. They just don't want to upset anybody by teaching sound doctrine. They don't want to offend anybody. They don't want to, you know, upset anybody. And it all began with the ridiculous and unscriptural seeker-sensitive movement that swept through evangelicalism like a plague. Don't teach doctrine because doctrine divides. Well, doctrine should be taught with love, compassion, the love of Christ. But we are commanded, in fact, 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for. Most of you know what's at the top of the list. Number one, above all else, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for what? Say it out loud, class. Doctrine. Biblical illiteracy in the American church has never been this bad. I expect it in the liberal churches, but it's rampant in evangelical churches as well. Folks, listen. You need the local church. You need it. And Scripture affirms that. All right, quick break. We'll be back. 